What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are going back to form with a random magic card for Overthinking MTG episode 72. Thank you so much for the comments and the likes on the um, on the deck tech yesterday. I appreciate that very much. All right, so now today we are looking at a random card, and what is that card? Well, that random card is jungle worm this is from mirage it was printed at common it is a five five for five worm uh, summon worm because it's the old school language old school templating and uh and it has so it's okay so it's a five five for five three generic green green so we got a green creature five five for five big fatty is what it is cool so, and then the uh, the text on it, so the rules, for each creature assigned to block it beyond the first, jungle, jungle Worm gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Okay, I thought there had to have been a, I thought there had to be a catch here because cards that are this old are almost never right on curve, especially in green. So the idea of a 5-5 five, five for 5, I just assumed there was an issue. There had to be. Um, there's no way that um, it was just a vanilla 5-5 five, five for 5 because even that was like, too good in some cases like look at um craw worm is like a wonderful creature from back in the day that is considered like a staple green creature or at least a classic green creature and if i'm not mistaken it's like a five four for five like that's it it's just a five four worm for five it's just vanilla it's been in a bunch of different sets i think i have like seven or eight of them from eighth edition like they're they were just sort of everywhere and they're just kind of meh like big time meh i mean I, and actually nowadays with power creep and everything they're like full-on unplayable like they're truly terrible meanwhile jungle worm you get one toughness bonus except it doesn't freaking matter because the thing is going to get weaker the more you gang block it so if you like this is terrible this card is like full-on unplayable this is the first card that i'm willing to look at and go this is unplayable okay noted here on the show i love finding weird janky ways to use cards um and usually, like, the absolute worst-case scenario, it ends up being relegated to a ha-ha moment in a commander game. But, like, this doesn't even really satisfy that, because it's just, like, it shows a serpent in the artwork that looks fairly imposing, actually. Artwork by uh, Tom Kiffin, which is actually done pretty well. I mean, it looks, it, it is like a classic fantasy, like, oil painting of a large serpent slithering through a forest. And it's got these big frills and it's very like kind of aggressive looking like I get this. It looks to me like the cover of a paperback fantasy novel that I would expect to find, um, you know, in a bookstore in, you know, that was published in like the 80s or 90s. Like that's what I would expect from, you know, the, like and it's and for that, it's perfect. Like it's very well done. The, the artwork card's terrible but no the artwork but, but the flip side of that is like it's just like right down the middle like because if a card has really horrible artwork or really like awkward artwork and an effect that's kind of like meh then like the moment you play it you can get like, some chuckles but it's like yeah i'm gonna play this card haha -ha, it's a five five for five but it sucks because you can block it with five goblins and I don't even get to kill any of them on the way out because for some reason the power is reduced when it gets blocked by multiple creatures. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, so, like, yeah, you don't even get the chuckles from this. Like, it's just, it's, it looks like it should be a good card. It has all the, all the recipes, or like, all the, or all the, all the components, all the ingredients, um, 
you know, yeah, you got five, five, four, five. It's from Mirage. You got rock solid artwork. It's a worm. Cause if you wanted to do some tribal worm stuff, you could do, you know, that's out there. There are a lot of worms. I don't know. It could be one of those fun kind of off the beaten path tribes to build some jank around. So, okay. Like whatever, that's all fine. But then that ability, the reason this ability is so freaking terrible is there's a couple of, a couple of, um, couple of use cases, a couple of examples. So if you're swinging at somebody and they don't have any blockers down, great. You get a 5-5, five, five, you're going to hit them in the face for 5. Cool. In a world where Questing Beast exists, this thing is just... Um, no. Just full on no. You can find vanilla 5. I would rather have a Crawl Worm than this. 100% all day, every day. And that's not even very good. I would rather have a Visidrix than this. Like, it's just... Yeah, there's so many vanilla creatures that you could slot into this spot. Like, yeah. Um, just... No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like getting really... Um, I would rather have a Mirror Enforcer as the only artifact in my entire deck than this. So, and that would be a 4-4 four, four for 7. Just, and that's terrible. Anyway, so with Jungle Worm, the reason that this that this ability sucks if, is... So if I swing at you with a 5-5, five, five, you have no blockers, I hit you for 5. Great, fine. There, you know, Again, there are a million better ways to do that. Now, if you do, do have a blocker, okay, I swing in, you block with the one creature, and all of a sudden, my jungle worm just becomes a 4-4. Four, four. So in combat, so it's like a negative Bushido effect. Um, Bushido was a keyword in Kamigawa that whenever a creature became blocked, it got plus 1, plus 1. So the idea was, if it's attacking a player, it's not going to be as strong, but if it is met in combat, it, it suddenly buffs up and becomes, uh, you know, becomes more aggressive and tougher. So like, okay, that kind of makes sense. The idea of, well, it was mostly on Samurai, so the, the, you know, the idea is, you know, when you become blocked, you're in the, you're in kind of a duel, and so maybe they're more focused or something. I don't, I don't know exactly, like, flavorfully, don't quite get it. But this is, like, the exact opposite of that, where it becomes weaker the moment more people are coming at it. Like, and I'm trying to think from a flavor perspective how that works. And to be honest, I can't really get there from here. Like, I don't understand. I don't see anything about this. Like, it's not the timid jungle worm. You know, like, the moment you have something like that, like, okay, then, like, it gets freaked out the moment you know, somebody is attacking it, or, you know, the moment somebody's coming, coming to, you know, intercept it, it might freak out, and, like, all of a sudden be less effective as a result, like, okay, that would, that would kind of make sense, I'd buy that, and then the more people, the more blockers that it has coming at it, the, the more scared it's going to be, because more intimidating it'll be, okay, like, that would make sense, so if this exact same card was the timid jungle worm, then it, there would be an opportunity for, like, some silly artwork, which would be fun, and, you know, then the effect would kind of make sense, like, flavorfully, it would all kind of click together um and well and so flavorfully so so the other thing about that is like so if i swing in with this and you have three blocking creatures all of a sudden you can throw all three blockers at it and this five five all of a sudden becomes a two two and you have three blockers hitting it so the chances of like trading this thing down in combat are just like astronomical just through the roof it's just this thing is just bad like, it's just bad. There's no way around it. Okay, and it does have uh, flavor text. Oh, and the other thing about that is, that minus minus occurs, like, three or four phases before damage is even dealt. That's, well, no, it's it's, uh, it's one combat step, but it's well before damage is assigned. So what ends up happening is the power is actually reduced. If you can block this thing with five creatures, you, okay, so let's say, Go let's let's go with me here. Here's a here's an interaction that just gets gets me thinking that I think would be kind of funny. It's kind of a it's a weird little um it's a moral victory as I like to say. So if I'm swinging with this 
five five and you have five one one lifelinkers. Let's say you're running like vampire tribal or something. So for each creature okay, so for each creature assigned to block it beyond the first. Okay, so the first one is a five five. So okay, I was doing my math wrong there. So let's say you have six lifelinkers. You can choose to block with every single one of them against this five five. And what would end up happening is you have six blockers hitting it and so as a result jungle worm is gonna get minus five minus five. Your lifelinkers do not even get an opportunity to deal damage and therefore gain you life because Jungle Worm is already dead as a state-based action just because you declared your blockers. That should never be possible. That is awful. And the idea that the attacker is what causes that is just... Oh my goodness, this is another level of suck. Okay, so there's some flavor text. Let's go ahead and see maybe, maybe some flavor text is going to tie this together into something that at least makes sense. That's all I'm looking for right now. I just want this card to make sense. It doesn't, like, I can't imagine any deck that would run this. I can't imagine a single reason why you would want to have this. Um, look, it's not even in the right colors, so you can't even put it in a Zedru deck to just hand to somebody to bum them out. I mean, it is a blocker. It is a 5-5 blocker that you can hold back. So that's something, I guess. Like, but ugh, I just it's, anyway, this card is just very it's making me sad. Um, it's just genuinely making me sad. So, flavor text. Broad as a baobab and about as smart. Okay, so it's stupid. Um, that's the that's the angle that they're trying to go on. Now, that's what it says in the flavor text, but there's nothing about the artwork that leads me to believe that. And so for each creature assigned to block it beyond the first, it gets minus one, minus one. So if it's dumb, if that's, if, or if the idea is that it's just not smart, I'd imagine that's similar to Flummox Cyclops, um, which is a card from Theros, where if it were the most recent Theros block, block, the Theros Beyond Death, that if it is it being, if it attempts to, or if it's being, if, if you attempt to block, check it, check that, reverse it, Take a step back. Okay. If you are being attacked by more than two creatures, it cannot block. And its artwork clearly shows the Cyclops, like, swinging its club and looking over its shoulder as if it's confused as two, like, humans are running past it. And so you, it tells the story, like, oh, this thing gets overwhelmed really easily and it just, like, locks up and freezes because it's confused. Like, that makes sense. And so, and that is depicted and that works within the way that the, the card functions like so that like tells a story i understand exactly what the deal with that thing now jungle worm here is just a dragon I, like i'm just looking at the picture that's just a dragon ass dragon it's not i mean so okay it being called called a worm like it doesn't have wings so, okay fine so you got a you got a worm you got a worm ass worm it's just a big old worm and it's just cruising through the forest being a big old worm that's it like i don't understand how I'm to take that and the name Jungle Worm and understand that as a result, it becomes discombobulated and ineffective in battle the moment there's multiple people. Um, you know, and the difference between Jungle Worm and Flummox Cyclops is Flummox Cyclops is uh, it modifies its ability to defend, whereas Jungle Worm, it's Im impacting its ability to attack. So there are slightly different twists on kind of the same idea. The idea that the creature is deficient, and that's what's causing this downside to occur in combat. I mean, mechanically, I like that idea. If you took this exact same card and made it like a 7-5... 
Okay. You know, like then all of a sudden, like you've got a little bit of upside that's ahead of man, uh, you know, ahead of the curve to deal with this downside. Because if you're going up against a large group of, um, if you're going up against an aggro deck or a token deck that has created a lot of blockers, this thing is just dead on arrival. You just do not attack with, like, don't attack with this. Just don't. It's going to, it's a huge waste of your time. It's just going to get killed. Now, if you're going up against somebody who only has one or two blockers, then all of a sudden you have an interesting math equation that you're handing your opponent. However, they have control of it. So they can modify the power and toughness of your creature in their favor just by playing the game. If they had to, like, pay life to do it, or they had to, um, discard cards in order to or even pay mana at the very least then they would have to give up a resource this they're just blocking it and actually the more aggressively they block it the better the effect gets so it's just this is just bad guys this is really really bad um but it's an interesting take. It's an interesting card. Um, this is also a common, and it's from Mirage. So this is very old as well. Um, like, very old. I mean, it's... It is... Um, it's a, it, it was a while ago that this got printed. I want to say it's, what, 20 years? So, I mean, it's been... It's been a minute since something like this has seen action. And this was a common. You know, this wasn't designed to be like a bomb rare. This wasn't designed to be a splashy card. This was designed to be a filler in packs and, you know, to be draft chaff. And for that, I guess it's fine. Um, you know, if I'm in a limited deck where, you know, I just need a big blocker, you know, on turn five, all right, like there are probably worse things, especially if you're drafting Mirage. But I don't know. I'm just, all in all, man, I find this, this card really unimpressive. And it's designed in such a way that makes me... Um, you know what? Okay, I would be very disappointed if I found myself having to play this. But at the same time, I would feel really, really good, like deep down in my soul, if I actually beat someone with this. So that's what this card is. If you want to just totally flex on your opponent and just dunk on them, hit them with this for lethal. If you can pull that off, you're just showing I am way better than you because that is the magical equivalent of beating somebody with one hand tied behind your back. That's what this is. This is a way to tie one hand behind your back when you're going up against somebody who's talking a lot of crap. If you want to do that, if there's a benefit for you doing that, go for it. If you can find a way to make that work and actually execute on it, Good for you. Okay, so there. That's the place for this deck. We, or that's, that's the deck for this card. That's the situation when you'd want to play this. Um, cool. So yeah, it's just flexing. <laughs> that's all it is. Um, yeah, so Jungle Worm from Mirage. Interesting card. I definitely had some thoughts, which I wasn't expecting upon first review. But yeah, it's interesting. Man, our commons have come a long way. Especially looking at Ikoria. Like, the, <laughs> can you imagine... Just gonna throw that out there. Could you imagine mutating something on top of this? Because I really want my dream tail heron to get weaker when it gets blocked. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Anyway, and actually, you know, like with snapdacks having double strike, let's make snapdacks, uh, you know, doubly less effective whenever he gets blocked. Oh man. Anyway, this is just. I have some thoughts. I could ramble. Um, but yeah. So jungle worm. It's interesting. More interesting than I expected. Anyway, guys, thanks so much. This has been Overthinking MTG, episode number, I think it's 71. Yeah, something like that. 71, 72, 72? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. 
Overthinking MTG. This has been Jungle Worm. I have been Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. You can also get this show on YouTube or wherever you are listening to it right now, um, which is anywhere you can get your podcasts. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You're the best. I will catch you next time.